Listen to this. In Christ we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Oh, dear friends, boldness, confidence in Christ, in Him. Let's talk about the courage to be different today. Here from the International Gospel Hour, stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you. We appreciate you being with us today for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We always like to ask the question in honor of our late Brother V.E. Howard, our first host of the program, Are You Listening? We hope that you will listen and take the things that we bring forth for study of the Word of God to bring you closer to the Lord or to help you begin a relationship with God. Let's begin today. From Ephesians 3 and verse 12, speaking of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul wrote, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Now this letter is written to the Ephesian brethren or the church. Verse 1 acknowledges they are the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse 4, they are those that are chosen. In verse 7, those who are redeemed and forgiven. In verse 13 of Ephesians 1, the gospel of their salvation is mentioned. And in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, where the Bible says, And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We note the conversion of those in Ephesus in Acts the 19th chapter, the first five verses. The Bible reads, And it happened, while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? And so they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6 goes on to affirm that Paul then laid his hands on them for them to be to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, just as those in New Testament time, the Ephesians obeyed the gospel of Christ through their faith in Christ. We note that from Ephesians 1.13. We know they repented of sins, for Jesus commanded repentance in Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. And already in the book of Acts, we see repentance as a prerequisite of salvation. In Acts 2, verse 38, Acts 3 and verse 19. And even Paul preached repentance in Acts 17, 30 and 31. We find a confession of faith, for Jesus commanded that in Matthew 10, 32 and 33. We note the eunuch making that confession that he believed that Jesus Christ 
was the Son of God in Acts 8, verse 37. And of course, from the text here in Acts 19, we see baptism. They were added to the same church that we noted those added on Pentecost in Acts 2 and verse 47. As the church of Christ, they are in Christ, in His body. It is of Christ, they are added to the church. So it is unto the faithful in Christ, the Christian, that boldness and access with confidence is available in Christ. It's certainly not available in our own personal lives. And when you think about it, friends, God has always supplied courage in His people. God has always supplied courage in His people. We'll note this in just a moment, but first, let's pause and go to our J-Web with a few words about our work at International Gospel Hour and our social media. Then we'll come back and continue our study. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and others. Please type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors. We would be honored to have you follow us on social media. And now, back to Jeff. Again, friends, God has always supplied courage in His people. Let's consider some thoughts from the Old Testament. When we look at the idea of courage, it's a word that means to become strong or to strengthen oneself or to seize the opportunity. The courage to be different in Numbers 13 and verse 20, to take action as in bringing back the fruit of the land of the land of Canaan, to be strong, to seize this opportunity. The psalmist in Psalm 27:14, "Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord." Another definition is not only to become strong, but to make firm or to strengthen that courage, to strengthen it, to secure that courage, but be persistent within it. Now, friends, this seems to be the deeper root of the meaning of courage. A couple of examples would be Moses, who said unto Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, 6 and 7, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Then we go into the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, and we'll also drop down to verse 9. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Old Testament definition of courage, again, we see this deeper root. Not only to become strong, to make strong within God, but to make firm or strengthen that courage. It grows. 
Now, in the New Testament, we see a very similar uh, response, if you will, or definition. To be of good courage or to be of good cheer, a courage or a confidence. Now, it is used in an imperative mood. Now, that means it expresses a command or a request or a prohibition or an action to be performed. That this courage comes forth because it's commanded, requested, or not to do something, but it's an action that takes place. For example, and let me pause here, friends, and give our thanks to Vine's Expository Dictionary in assisting with the definition of biblical words here. In Mark 6 and verse 50, the Bible says, For they all saw him, that is, Jesus, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now this is when Jesus was walking on the water. You see, immediately when he spoke to them, then he let them know, Here's what you do. John 16:33 to the apostles, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer or courage. I have overcome the world. Now, when we also look at this word of an idea of cheer or comfort, it's also connected with another word that means to be warm or a warmth of temperament being associated with a confidence. So, again, we can say, as in the Old Testament, a deeper root meaning of that word courage. Now, in the New Testament, it it would have a definition to turn up the heat a little bit. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 5-9 of how courage is to be turned up, if you will. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we always are confident, knowing that while we are home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to Him. You see, the idea of that courage to turn up the heat, the deeper root, to turn up the heat that we can walk in good courage. Now, let's summarize all this, if you will. It is as God says, friends, I have made the difference in you, and now I will strengthen the courage within you. God is always with His people. His word dwells within. We are to walk by faith. For Romans 10.17 teaches that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's where we will make our aim. We will keep our focus on the difference He made in us and the difference he continues to make with the courage he supplies his children. Many people have confidence and courage in various theories, but not in the Almighty. Many people have confidence and courage in the things of the here and now, but listen, 1 John 2.17, The world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So, friends, we want to grow in the courage to be different. Let's continue these thoughts very quickly. When we want to grow in the courage to be different, let's simply go to Hebrews chapter 11, that wonderful Hall of Faith chapter, as it is called. And as we look in Hebrews 11, just a quick perusal, if you will, we see names listed. For example, Noah in Genesis 6, 
He walked in God's grace, and through faith he believed and obeyed and brought forth that ark to save the world. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, the father of the faithful, as he is called. Why? He responded to God, and God made the difference in his life. Moses is mentioned, and later in Hebrews 11.25, how Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We noted Joshua moments ago, and how it was repeated over and over, be strong and of good courage. How about Gideon, who had the courage to turn away from the false religion of his father? He threw down the altar of Baal, and he built an altar to the true and living God, Judges 6. We see God provided him the courage to be different. Esther, who had the courage to thwart custom by going before her king unbidden to plead for the lives of her people, Esther 4.16. Her courageous act saved the lives of countless people. Oh, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? How these men knew that if they refused to worship the king's idol, they would be thrown into the burning, fiery furnace, yet they courageously refused. That took a tremendous level of mental and emotional strength to do what was right, even in the face of death. Daniel chapter 3. What did they say? Verse 18. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Daniel, in his prayer life to the Almighty, continued, when the world's mighty, the leaders declared against it. For in Daniel 6 and verse 10, he knew the document was signed, but he entered into his house. Now in his roof chamber he had windows open toward Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before God, as he had been doing previously. We now go to the New Testament. We still see the courage to be different. Nicodemus in John 3, John 7, and John 19. This is a sermon by itself, but we look at his boldness all the way, by night, by day, and along the way. Nicodemus had the courage to be different, and how God provided the courage for him. John the baptizer, he was beheaded because he spoke about morality to someone who was determined to live an immoral life. Matthew 14 4 through 10. Now, friends, time would not permit Peter nor Paul for us to think about their lives, but the sheer mention of their names gets the courage wheel turning in the mind, does it not? How about the greatest example of all, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? When we think about the life that He lived and to be obedient to His gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection that according to the Scriptures bring forth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the life that we can live through His death, burial, and resurrection, and the death, burial, and resurrection that we reflect when based upon our faith and repentance and confession, we are baptized into Christ. We are dead to sin, therefore we bury that old man of sin, and we're raised to walk in newness of life all through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, when we look at these wonderful examples that are available for you and for me, it is as the Lord had said, or if you will, look at the deep root. Look at how I will help you. Look at how I will, if you will, with the definition of the New Testament of courage, turn up the heat. Look at what I will do for you. I saved you. You were obedient unto me. And I will continue to save and increase your courage and strengthen you.
I guess you could say that through God we are able to be victorious in Jesus Christ, just like the church at Ephesus and just like we can be today. Friends, I realize when we talk about a lot of things on our broadcast, we probably get wheels turning in your mind and get you to thinking. So many of you respond to us desiring various study materials that are absolutely free. I want to pause here as we're talking about God bringing courage in our lives. And we have a very special study called Victory in Jesus. We offer it from time to time on our broadcast. And if you're not familiar with that study, we want to offer it to you. Here is our J-Web with the details of how you can receive Victory in Jesus. We appreciate you and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study titled Victory in Jesus is available in a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff. And now, friends, from examples in Hebrews 11, let's look at an exhortation. In Hebrews 11, we drop down to verse 39. The Bible says, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now we go to chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, friends, listen carefully. We're going to go to verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So, friends, from this text of Hebrews 11, let's strengthen one's courage. Please note that, number one, We must grasp how God has provided the better. That's 11, verse 40, or Hebrews 11, verse 40. The new covenant, to revive us in our study of the Bible, to look at the covenant of which we serve under today. You know, a recent study said that over half of, if you will, evangelical pastors hold a biblical worldview. Now, that's shocking, friends. Over half? What about the other half? I mean, if only half hold a biblical worldview, friend, may I ask you a challenging question? What is your preacher and what views does he hold? Is he bringing forth things that are not biblical? And is that truly what we want when we're taught in Second Timothy 2 and verse 15 to study or show or give diligence to approve ourselves unto God? how we can rightly divide the word of truth, and in 1 Peter 3.15, to simply 
Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer unto every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We cannot state a hope that is in Christ unless we hold a view of the Bible that is the authoritative word of Christ. Also from our text, one must lighten one's load. To bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. To cast our care upon the Lord, for He cares for us, 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 8. To also come unto Him, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. We must lighten our load, friends. We must back off the things of the world that are weighing us down, that are hindering us from serving God. One must lay aside the sin. Is that not Hebrews 12, verse 1? We've been talking about the difference with courage. We've been talking about how we have courage in God because we had courage in His redemption and He saved us. Well, dear friends, the truth that sets men free from the bondage of sin is the truth by which we abide. In Romans 1.16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And then verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, for as it is written, the just shall live by faith. It is the truth that will make men free, John 8.32, and the truth keeps us free. We also notice from verse 1 that we must run the race or keep running daily to endure. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58, that we have that victory that is in Christ Jesus and to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. From Hebrews 12 verse 2, we are exhorted that one must keep Jesus as the, as the author, if you will, of one's faith. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And after all, in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, did not Jesus say, I am with you always? We also submit from Hebrews 12, verse 2, as an exhortation that one must keep Jesus the finisher of one's faith. In Luke 9 and verse 23, we are taught that we are to bear our cross daily and follow Christ. It is a daily faith. In Hebrews 3 and verse 14, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You see, friends, we are to keep Jesus as the finisher of our faith that each day to walk in Christ to give our best knowing that He is there with us. From Hebrews 11, going into verse 12, we are exhorted that one must remember Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. You see, to the child of God, He is our intercessor, Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. He is our mediator, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 4. And then we think about Him on the right hand of the Father and how He taught concerning prayer in Luke 18 and verse 1 that men ought always to pray and not to faint. How in Acts 13, beginning with verse 1, the courage that they brought forth in prayer to press onward to preach the gospel. And in the early days of the church, in Acts 2 and verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and also they continued in 
prayers. Dear friends, the child of God should never underestimate the power of prayer for our courage and boldness. In Acts 4 and verse 31, after praising God in prayer, they spoke the word of God with boldness. To call upon God in our prayers to strengthen our courage and boldness, as He provided our salvation and provided what we needed to be saved, He will also provide the courage, the boldness to keep us pressing onward. Dear friends, what a wonderful thought of exhortation. Again, verse 3 of Hebrews 12, Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Let's grasp how God has provided the better, the new covenant, for us to study and to see his will for our lives. Let us lighten our load, lay aside the sin, keep running the race, keep Jesus as the author, keep Jesus as the finisher of our faith, and to remember He is on the right hand of the Father. Dear friends, I'll be back in a moment to wrap up our broadcast today, but first, a few more words about our work at International Gospel Hour. Here is our J-Webb. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app, Request our newsletter and ask for our free Bible study by mail. Also, check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Okay, then, let's continue today's study. Dear friends, the courage to be different. To be different in God, who again provides His word that we may hear and believe, Romans 10:17. Based upon that faith, we can repent of our sins, Luke 13, 3 and 5. We can confess the name of Christ, Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Be baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2 and verse 38. Washing our sins away, Acts 22, 16. Let's think on these things and press onward, and let's continue our studies another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.